Welcome back to the Tape Store, everyone. This is Toby. And this is Brooke. We were made in the 80s. And played in the 90s. And we are back for part two, Saved by the Bell, Home for Christmas. Yes. We know that. Part two of our episode and part two of the original episode. Yes. And we know that, you know, things were left off last week. We talked about part one. It was just such an intense cliffhanger. It was. It was very, um, it was, uh, you know, obviously we found out who the homeless man was in like the last few seconds. So we didn't even really have time to, pro- well, I guess we've had time to process that now. Right. <laughs> now that we've watched it. And right. The mystery has been solved. And now we got to let this thing essentially <laughs> unravel. Right. Whatever you want to call it. We got a few things to unpack. And for part two, we open up at the mall, which is yeah. where much of part one takes place. Right. The mall's decorated for Christmas, bustling with shoppers. Yes, of course. With a mashup jingle that's playing in the background. It's a mix of... I feel like the music is its own character Yeah, in these episodes. It is, because it's <laughs> it because it's that Saved by the Bell 90s, you know, yeah. soundtrack. But, but like that's, the... That's, you know, a lot of those keyboards and electronic... Synth, baby. Right, right. There you go. <laughs> but, of course, they're putting in these little jingle... Like Chris, Christmas, you know... Bell. Da, da, da. Yeah, and you got these tingly jingle sounds, which you could add to anything to make it Christmas. Basically, you know, give it basically, that Christmas flavor. Give it the old, the old Christmas one and done. Right. Well, that's essentially that's essentially what happens here to Say by the Bell music throughout. Is it's this Christmas flavored Say by the Bell music that's playing again over this bustling mall. Right. Set in the mood. And Zach walks up. Wearing a 90s button-down, tucked into jeans with no belt. And gives us a... That's what you would notice. (laughs) (laughs) Because I got to be honest with you, you know, just something about me. Yeah. um, I have to wear a belt. Yes. With my pants. And if I don't, like, there's been times I've went to work and forgot forgot my belt. And I work at a school. Yes. Uh, In fact, Brooke and I, we've talked about this many times. We're school teachers. We work at the same school, actually. Yes, it's fun. It's a great setup. (laughs) <laughs> but there have been times where I've forgotten my belt, and the first thing I do is I go down to the ROTC department. <laughs> we have a, we have an ROTC program at our school, and I'm good friends with one of the Army instructors, and they're nice guys, and we appreciate their service. Yes, very much. And he always hooks me up with a belt <laughs> because I can't stand it. So when I see people walking around with pants, and especially if a shirt's tucked in yeah. and there's no belt. You have, like, sympathy, can't stand it. Yeah, it's like... I get uncomfortable for them. <laughs> so Zach walks up. Clad in such an array. Right. And he gives us a recap from part one. He takes us through the main plot points. It's Christmas. Zach's friends are working. He's not. Yeah, this, yeah I, think, I think what we said about this was, this is the plot according to Zach, meaning from only the perspective yeah, of fact, Zach Morris. In fact, I think he actually says, my friends are working. Da, 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 da. So, you know, Zach's friends are working. He's not. Zach meets Laura, yes. the mysterious Laura, played by Jennifer McComb. Okay. We didn't mention that last we week. We, we usually didn't. are pretty good about that. So we were, too, we were too into the story. Yeah. So actress Jennifer McComb plays Laura. Zach meets a homeless man played by Steve Mendel or mm-hmm. Mendel. So, again, it's Christmas. Zach's friends are working. Zach's not. Zach meets Laura. Zach meets a homeless man. The roads converge. Yes. 
uh, we find out that the homeless man that we've been seeing, you know, and he's really wonderful. He's so sweet. Right. Yeah, we mentioned that he just kind of like doling out like wisdom and like yeah. nice things. He, he is. He's kind of a jack of all trades guy. He's really, he seems to be really talented. You know, he's yeah. really good at rapping gifts like he shows Slater. He seems intelligent. Like he just. Yeah. Yeah. And then, of course, the reason why we've been seeing him so consistently is because he's Laura's father. Right. And what happened was he collapses mm-hmm. at the end of part one, really due to mal- malnourishment, yeah. I guess. He's just, you know, he just hasn't eaten. Right. They're not eating. So in the hospital, that's when the gang finds out because they're at the hospital because Lisa's a candy striper. Yes. And they threw a party. They're there. Zach is Santa. We went through the whole cast. Yes. But the bottom line is that's how the pl- that's how the paths all converged. Right. They're like, well, let's go check on our friend. The homeless the guy. Yeah. Right. They don't even know his name yet. In fact, no. we don't know his name. And right. That's how that's how we find out the big bombshell. So we're taken right in. The homeless man, Laura's dad, is named Frank Benton. Mm-hmm. He's recovering. Uh, he still has his wit and humor while he's laying in his hospital oh, bed. Yes. Zach is back to being... The Zach that we all love that we see so little of, right? Yeah, yeah. Selfless. He invites Frank and Laura to his house for dinner. Uh, Laura kindly refuses, but Zach insists because his dad's out of town and it wouldn't be a problem. And and this is where oh, yeah. I, I kind of go off on a side note here because you say by the Bell fans, you know who Derek Morris is. We know who Zach's dad is. Yes. We know that Derek is... We know that the Morris family is well-to-do. Of course. Derek is some kind of executive, like, he seems to be in, like, big corporate sales type, you know, probably works in a big building. As as you would expect. You know, wears a suit with the suspenders and all, the pleated <laughs> pants. Yes. 90s businessman. But the side note here is that it seems good old Derek has not learned from the past. If you guys remember, he had it out with Zach in season two, episode eight. Oh, that's right. Yeah, it's called Rent-A-Pop. Where Zach confronts him over how little time he spends with his family due to his job. Now here he is away for actual Christmas. Yes, it's actual the, Christmas. The one time of the year where you shouldn't be away. Now and, look, we and understand. Zach's mom's delightful. Like, it, yeah. why is he away? It, it, here's my thing. It's not that there isn't times when you know. I know this happens a lot, especially in the military. If you work yes. with first responders, and there's a lot of jobs that can pull you away during the holidays. But and Zach, out of necessity. But. Zach's family is wealthy. He, they're not like, oh, we gotta. And we've already seen this out of Zach's dad in yeah. a previous episode, where he just, he, you know, remember the only way Zach could talk to him is by calling him on the cell phone in the same room as him. It, it, That's it actually so is a, depressing. Yeah, it's actually a, you know, it's actually a good moment for Zach and his dad. But anyway, it just, I just had to say, it really bothered me that. That's um, a good point. I like, just he, had to he's say, clearly, yeah. he clearly. It was not a learning moment, not as much as we hoped it would be. Right. It just, it bothered me that he was not there for Christmas, and that it's other than just, hey, my dad's away. Yeah. You know? So the bottom line is the Bentons have dinner at the Morse's. Mm-hmm. Uh, dinner's going great. Frank, in fact, shares his story, and this is where it connects with what you said, Brooke. He's, he's very intelligent. Right. He was laid off. Uh, I believe he worked at... Uh, it's like, it, it was think, computers. Yeah, it was a computer. So he, Which in the 90s, you know, I mean... It was the next it, big it's thing. Not, well, but it's... it's You have a computer job now, you're you're good, you know, in many ways. Not always, but right. like back then it was kind of like... Well, yeah. Computers were just not what they are now. No, but they were Very definitely... Very specialized fields. But they were definitely more accessible during that time than they had been, so... Right, 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 right. It, it was getting big, you know, the early 90s we were... We were getting into the internet craze and all that. So, oh, man. But he was laid off. 
unable to find work again, eventually becoming homeless. Uh, they drove to California hoping to find more opportunities. Yeah. Frank and Laura prepare to leave. Mrs. Morris mentions seeing Laura at the play. And, of course, Laura mentions she can't make it because her boss, Mr. Moody, <laughs> the clothing store. That Ap- they work aptly at. named. Right, Moody. He's like the Scrooge, as we refer he to is. him. He, he is, yes. And he plays the part very well. So he's not letting her off work, right? So she can't be in the play uh, Christmas Carol. Right. That Zach's mom has invited her to be in. To be in. Yes, to not just to come. The, yeah. She's like, hey, will you not only show up, but be in the play? Right. After having just met you? A meet, a meet cute. Right. <laughs> okay, so uh, as they leave, Zach and his mom embrace with heavy hearts for this sweet new family they've met, the Bentons. The next day, Zach is helping his mom set up for the play, and he's mad because he had to get up at, at like, what, 7 in the at morning? At 7. Oh. You know, like a normal, like, yeah. I, I mean, I was got to work. Zach, okay, so understand, Zach's friends all work jobs at the mall. Except Lisa, for Screech. Lisa is volunteering. Screech isn't working either. Right. But Which is why he's there with Zach. But still, most of Zach's friends are working. Yeah. And Zach has to work one day. Mm-hmm. One and day. And he's one. complaining about it. So, good luck. Good luck for Zach. Seven on my break. Yeah, he's mad about having to work. Screech is there too, but here's the thing: he's not complaining about helping. No, Screech is there also, you know. But again, not complaining about having to get up and help because Screech is. I think Screech will find the good in pretty much yeah, any situation. I mean, yeah, he could. Yeah, he could. He's a good time guy. Yeah, he could be fine. He's he's always Screech, right? He's, right. He's pretty steady. Laura shows up and Zach offers her a muffin and they share a moment. Nice little moment where they talk and, mm-hmm. you know, obviously bond a little bit more. Now, let's talk about the sport coat here. This is a major, major. This is a big plot device. Yes, yeah, major plot point here. The sports coat. I have my notes here. Okay. All right. In all caps. I'm ready. The sports coat. <laughs> this is very important, guys. Laura is eyeing a blazer. Yes. To get for her dad and she confides this to Kelly. And the purpose of the blazer is. I think this would be nice to for my dad to have for job interviews, right? Yes, because he actually mentioned at Zach's house that when he goes in, they're going to go for the guy who doesn't have like a tattered looking. Right, yeah, it's he, tough. He, he mentioned that his yeah. trappings were, you know, all he had was what's, you know, mostly on his back. Yeah, he's kind of caught in this, he's kind of caught in the cycle. Yeah, that's tough he to can't break. break out. Right. So, Laura wants to get in this blazer to kind of, you know, Spruce him up. Spruce him up a little bit, make him spiffy so he can have a job interview and, you know, have some have some wardrobe. Laura doesn't have the money. You know, right. obviously she has this job, but obviously they're using all the money, you know, just that to they make can it. probably just to survive. Yeah. So Kelly lifts the idea to ask Mr. Moody, played by actor Lou Horn, mm-hmm. for an advance on her salary. Laura asks, Mr. Moody, total jerk. Right. Just rebuffs her. He's like, no, no what the heck? Yeah. <laughs> And then and it's almost it's almost like he's being worse because it is Christmas. I yeah, mean, I know because yeah. I mean they're they're really playing out the Scrooge card. Laura is you know, and it's upsetting just because you, we know her story. A, and yeah, we're like, well, uh, that and she's just knowing her story or not, she's such a nice person. I know she's this sweet little thing with not a yeah. bad intention. Well, Kelly follows up with Mister Moody, trying to reason with him, and in the process, lets slip that Laura is homeless. So, so Mr. Yeah. Moody didn't know this. She's like, "Come on, Mr. Moody, she's homeless." Which, You'd poor Kelly. Yeah. Well, I think that anybody. I think if it were like Lisa or Jesse, they wouldn't have said anything. But yeah. Kelly, Kelly is. She's such a. I mean, in a good way, she's a bleeding heart. She's yeah. like, I want her to be okay. So, 
And with that comes, I think, an innocence of like, if I just give them the whole story. They'll understand. No, actually the fact that uh, Laura is homeless makes Mr. Moody more suspicious of her. Because remember he goes, because those people steal. I know. Remember he said it real. He says it so dramatically. Right. Like, dun, dun, dun. Yeah, he says like, those homeless people are just, you know. I know. Gosh. Well, Mr. Moody ends up walking off without without really answering. It's it's clear that Kelly kind of I think strikes and uh, yeah, I think somewhat of a chord with Mr. Moody because he can't he he doesn't answer. He just kind of leaves. Yeah, he can't. Yeah, I think I think really he just he didn't have an answer. Yeah. Well, Zach walks in. Kelly has to leave for the play, and when Mr. Moody comes back out, Zach's got a few words for him. <laughs> I mean, he walks right up to him. Yeah. He goes, Mr. Moody, I cannot believe. I know, You're man. not letting Laura off for the play. But here's the thing. Here, here's the wonderful thing and the bad thing about Zach. For better right. or for worse, Zach always has a plan. For better or for worse. Yeah, and he's an angle. Here's the thing, what I've noticed, I think, over the, the history of Saved by the Bell. Whenever Zach has a plan for someone else's benefit, it's it, it goes well. Yes. Whenever Zach has a plan for his own agenda, it often Which you'd think he'd catch right. at some point. Well, it usually ta- right. it usually tanks though when it's when it's self. Yeah, when Zach uses his powers of manipulation for good, right? It's always or mostly yeah. always a massive success. <laughs> and in this way, it really works because he's he takes Mr. Moody off for a conversation. He goes, I got you know, let me, let me talk to you for a minute. Step into my office is what he says. Yes. To him. Oh my God, <laughs> he definitely is the son of a businessman. Which just bringing this, uh, you know, just to today, you know, there's a a, a reboot. Yes. Uh, not a reboot. Excuse me. It's a it's a sequel essentially. It's kind of what I happened. mean. People are calling it a reboot. So uh, why? I, it's, it's just not, it's years though, later because it has the original characters. Still. Yeah, I didn't mean to say reboot. I just meant it's it's years later. Yeah, so Zach, I believe is is he the mayor? He's the mayor. Of course. He Wait, is. is he the mayor? Is he go- no governor? He's the governor, maybe of California. Either way, he's a political figure. He's high ranking. He's a high ranking. Yes. You know, political figure, which makes total sense. Yes. See this. I think, and I think, Kelly is his first lady. Yeah. Probably and, and 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 he would need somebody like Kelly, wouldn't he? He would. He does to keep him honest. I would think he does. You know, keep him on the ground. But anyway, Zach is able to use his savvy to talk Mister Moody into letting Laura off for the play. What was the plan? Well, we don't know yet. We just know that somehow he, he made it work. He walks off with him, and it comes back, and you know, basically, hey, got you know, I got you the day off for the play. You know, Laura is elated, and her and Zach run off together. Kelly. And an unexpected move takes the blazer Laura wants. Now this blazer's on a mannequin, like a, right. like a torso. It's like a display. Yeah, it's like a torso or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so she takes it and she tells the cashier she's going to purchase it and to put it away and keep it a secret until the play's over. She's going to go pay for it. Yeah, she was like, "Hold this for me." So she's doing this for Laura, you know, for Christmas because Kelly is the wonderful Kelly. You're right. We need Kelly. Now, Brooke, I'm going to pass it off to you and let you lead this part of the discussion. <laughs> because we're now going to talk about the play. Bless it. We're going to talk about the play. So oh, yes. So, go for it. Let us do it. Okay, so okay, so we leave Mr. Moody's, you know, boutique, store. whatever it is. It's called Moody's Store for Men. Moody's Store. Golly. Okay. I know, right? I don't he know. He consulted no one on what would sound good, but that's fine. Um, so, okay, so we're in the mall, like, I guess, like, we're back in the commons atrium area, yeah. right? Yeah, it's, like, in the central part. Not the food court, but, like, yeah. Right. So, as we, we all know that it's a Christmas carol, right? Yeah. 
Well, Zach has made some changes, right? That, that we open That's right. Up. Uh, his mom is like, I don't know if Charles Dickens would be happy with the changes you've made. Well, this is all part of Zach's plan, though, right. which, which actually turns out to be pretty brilliant. But we get into the play. Okay. The so, play itself. The very... And Mr. Moody's there watching. Yeah, well, like everyone in the in, like, like all, all fifteen people yeah. that work in the mall. I was about to say, <laughs> yeah, I was like, Brooke, how many people are here? Oh, yeah, about fifteen people. So the entire mall, yeah, the entire I mean, community, you know, all five stores in the mall, they're right. there. Um, <laughs> Mr. Moody shows up. Mr. Moody's there. You know, the frowning. play begins. So we just—I'm not going to take you a play by play through the play because most of you probably know this, the story of Christmas right. Carol. But Brooke has a huge appreciation for the story. Yes, because I taught British literature last year, and mm. I've always just—I've always just loved British literature in general. I also, as you guys know, we both love a Muppet Christmas Carol because it's like one of our favorites. So, like, we just have an affinity for this play, right? For this right. Uh, book, whatever. So, <sighs> like, we need to just address. The beauty and horrible nature of these fake British accents. Yeah, I think that was the cringiest. Right. Because the thing is, I mean, who it starts with Zach well, as... first off, Zach is Cratchit, Bob, Bob Cratchit, who is Which, a, that, he would never be Bob Cratchit. Right, a humble, hardworking dude. No, incorrect. And incorrect. So, so honestly, I really had a hard... And I think Zach didn't do... Well, very well as Bob Cratchit because that's not his. Because he's no Cratchit. No, honestly, I would have seen Slater. Oh, but we we have a place for Slater, we, right? Of course. Oh, we have a place for Slater, right? But so you know, it's oh, I want Christmas off. Like it's just oh, terrible. Come on, Mister Scrooge. I know, and then of course, <laughs> Screech is Scrooge, who actually does yeah. a pretty good job. He's the best one in the play. I know because he's precious and he's and funny. he's very physical. You know, he just has real like yeah. He's uh, you know it's kind of reminiscent of like the Jim Carrey um, a Christmas Carol that they did like a few years ago. Like, yeah, he has that same physicality about his face. Yeah, the kids watched that a few weeks ago, and I started watching. It's a little bizarre. It just got a little, and I felt like I was watching an action movie. There's a lot there that didn't need to be there. Right. I mean, this episode's not about that. There's but. also the mistake that you make of watching them up at Christmas Carol. And then Before, trying to watch anything And then else. trying to watch any other, uh, honestly, it is the best version of A Christmas Carol. Yeah, Michael Caine's my favorite Scrooge, the end. And the Muppets are the best of all the other people. Yes, but, Forever Rizzo, uh, not Rizzo, uh, Forever yeah. Gonzo will be yeah. Charles Dickens. The, the, the rest of the cast, <laughs> just Muppets and one pro- Muppets and one good actor. That's and that's need. all we need. That's all we need. <laughs> so, so, so right, needless so to play, say, yeah. this stands up against that. So, okay, so we have, so Scrooge, I mean, Scrooge, Screech's accent is kind of like neither here nor there because it's kind of old English man. Yeah. So it's like, it's fine. Zach's awful. Right. And so that's so, the first thing I noticed. But what, what's the secret that happens? What's the plan? So as we're going through the play, we're realizing that Zach has created a product placement of sorts. Yep. Suddenly... As if from nowhere and yeah. fitting and fitting nowhere in the time period. Right. We're suddenly referencing with abundant like repetition Moody's store for men. Right. It, it just yeah. He's like product placement throughout the whole play. Yes. Like I can't remember the specific lines, but it's Well, just, just basically like you know, they would they would talk about like uh at one point Scrooge is like, you know, Bob Cratchit, when you come back in here, I want you to, you know, be dressed more nicer or something and he's he's like, you know, you need to 
get the latest men's fashions at Moody Storefront. And it, yeah, and, and then he's and then he's not screwed. He's just screwed. Yeah, yeah. Anytime they do Moody Storefront, they're always like, and Moody Storefront. And they so, break into their normal voice. We're like, okay, okay. And then Mr. Moody's kind of like, huh. Yeah, he starts to like, okay. He's getting his ego stroked a little oh, bit. Oh, yeah, he's a loving lot it. Bit. He's loving it. Okay. Yeah, so we move on. So we move on, and we see, we finally get to see Laura's role. And Laura is playing the ghost of Christmas present. Which I leaned over and said to Toby, that's interesting. Yeah. Because the ghost of Christmas present is portrayed in the or in the, his early hours. Because, you know, he, he ages throughout that. Yes, his, he does. His time. Well, the, well, see, the ghost of Christmas past is, is, is a what, child. A child. Like a, a ghostly kind of. Like a ghostly little baby child. Yeah. Like, like yeah. In, in all the. Pretty much in every interpretation. Okay. It's this and small then, little creature. And then. And then the ghost of Christmas present starts out as like a. I don't know, maybe like a middle-aged man, but like a, a man in his prime, yeah. right? And usually played by, a re- it's a red-haired, yeah. like, jolly man, and then he slowly ends up looking like Santa Claus before he right. dissipates. But, but he, I know, like, in the, in the Disney version yeah. of the Christmas Carol, he, he is, like, surrounded by all this food. Yes, I, that's what I said was interesting, and, and that's, that's his characterization. He's surrounded by plenty. Yeah. And surrounded by... There's like there's no want or no need, which is interesting because before he passes, those are the two children he's hiding in his coat: want and need, or what is it? Want and can't remember the other one. Right. But it's basically he's he yeah. represents plenty. And I was like, oh, that's neat that Laura's playing that role because that's not her reality, right? You know, but it is her personality. Yeah, she's very. You got generic. really deep with that. I remember we were watching. I, I like, know. Okay. I'm sorry. No. <laughs> That's why you're talking about the play. But I, she got I, I re- she's such a generous heart and personality, like with what she wants to do for her dad and things like that. Yeah, she's got the whole. You know, she she skips the Scrooge lessons. She's already there. You know, of course. So no, naturally, I had to get English teacher with it. The moment I saw her, I was like, Toby, she's representing Blinny. He's like, All right, all right, let's watch the episode. No, I, so, I thought it was good. No, no you I, appreciated I, it. You yeah, because it it went over my head initially. Because I'm sorry. Well, because I'm not looking for that as much. I know. In I totally Bell, am. But, I thought it was good, yeah. So, who knew we could have literary interpretations in yeah. Saved by the Bell? So, the scene of the play because I think it takes us through like two or three. It scenes. doesn't. It, we skip I think past. Three. It and takes we us just do. Three. Yeah, we just do present and yet to come or future. Yeah, and what they're at with with Laura as the ghost of Christmas present is Bob Cratchit's dinner table. And what's funny is, is while we're sitting there watching it, Brooke is is kind of scanning, I guess, the, the dinner <laughs> just, table. Yeah, seeing who's who. And she's filming it with her phone. We yes. need to post that video. It's on TikTok already because and I couldn't Brooke, resist. Brooke just blurts out, wait a minute, who's Tiny Tim? <laughs> I, we'll, we'll post the video because yeah. it, it's this exact so, conversation in real time. And of course time. the door opens. And I'm like, of course. And here comes Burley Slater yeah, as Tiny muscles, Tim. Yeah. As Tiny Tim. Oh, which by the way, we need to address... Zach's mom is Mrs. Cratchit. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. And Zach is Bob Cratchit. Yeah. So there's that. Yeah, that's kind of... Whatever. Um, and, and, and and Lisa has shown up to play. She's one of the Cratchit daughters, and Jesse's the other Cratchit No, daughter. Jesse and Kelly. Lisa is the ghost of... No, Jesse's also... Uh, Ke- Ke- uh, Lisa's also at the table. That's right. She plays a She's, double role. Yeah, oh, she double-casted. Yeah. So... Yeah, because cause Scrooge, not Scrooge, uh, it's Bob Cratchit has what, he's got the two daughters and then yeah, an older Je- daughter. Yeah, Jesse and Lisa. Yeah. Yeah, Kelly plays like some old woman later in the play. She does. <laughs> some old lady. There's a great gif of her play as the old woman. Yeah, so she's some old lady. Yeah. And then Lisa also doubles as 
the ghost, the ghost of Christmas, Christmas future, future, which I thought was a really cool casting choice. She was perfect, yeah, honestly. But okay, so anyway, so, so they're sitting but, but at the table. Slater as Tiny. He comes in. Hello, mother. Hello, sisters. Yeah, it's just. Hello, Tiny Tim. It's bad. And we're I'm, we're just like I mean you can't. It's, it's like, I, know, I was like. And then when you suddenly become self aware, you realize you're making this face. You're like. It's the Michael Scott face, you know, the, <laughs> what scene is this that? This is the worst. This yeah. is the worst. Yeah, yeah, we're both making that face. I mean, the I cringe. love, I love every moment and yet it's awful. No, we love it, awful. but it's also, yeah, I mean, it's. And Slater's accent is just as bad as you'd imagine. Right. Yes. Jesse actually doesn't do so bad. I no. remember thinking Kelly, I was kind of like, okay, Kelly, that's not yeah. terrible. Um, That's right. Kelly plays the girl. One of the old ladies who's trading Scrooge's stuff. Oh, like, when he oh, died. I've got his bed sheets. I've oh, got his shirt. Okay, you know, yeah, like, yeah. Right, she's one go. of those perfect. I just one said of she two. played some old lady. I mean, you're not wrong. I just thought, okay, this is a random old lady <laughs> scene, but <laughs> now not, I get it. Now I get it. You're not wrong. Okay. So again, you know, we have you know the the dinner table scene. They're like, oh, I hate Scrooge. And blah, then blah, some blah, more blah. Moody store for men. More product. product placement. Yeah. It's going great. Moody's loving yes. it. Yes. And then we move on to the Ghost of Christmas Future, and Lisa looks. Great. Yeah, she's dressing like of this. Of course. It black... like this Morticia Adams yeah. looking outfit, right. which who could complain? And she has she is the sassy ghost of Christmas uh future. Yeah. Which works what else because she's be? dealing with Screech. So it, it's perfect. There's, there's already that you know, They already have that, you know, to channel. She yeah, already has that, that kind of contempt. <laughs> I mean, she's actually nicer to Screech as they get older, I've noticed, Jeez. you know, but she she's actually really nice to Screech, especially in this she matures, yeah. you know. It's interesting how they did that. Well, and we we mentioned that last episode. But that even we in other episodes, yeah, there's a couple of episodes. I mean, I, and we'll get into them when we actually do those episodes. But yeah. There's a couple of episodes where Lisa is really, really sweet and generous to Screech and, and uh, very understanding. And obviously, she, she grows, I think, more than anybody visibly in the yeah. show. Mm-hmm. It's it's really, really impressive. So um, Happy to hear that she's now part of the... The yes, new, the yeah, new one she's going to be the designer because remember she went to FIT. All right, another episode. I know, okay. I know, I know. We can. All right, so Moody is loving all the ads. The play is a cringe fest, though. Thank yes. you, Brooke, for that <laughs> for, analysis for, put it, for putting on your literary glasses for a minute. They're never off. Yeah, <laughs> the play's a hit. Yes, ultimately. all fifteen. Yeah, oh, all employees. Yeah, they really love happy it. with it. And of course, we end with this big Moody's store for men. Yes, and then. Jubilation, and then disaster. As 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 it does. Yeah, because as soon as the play is over, Laura returns to work and is disappointed to see the blazer gone. And Moody asks her, like, hey, like... Yeah, well, the cashier notifies her that someone bought it, right? But remember, yeah. Kelly told the cashier to keep it a secret, so the cashier is like, she's you know, like, well, I'm not gonna she's her. keeping it mom, you know? Yeah. Uh, Mr. Moody walks in after Laura mm-hmm. and notices that the blazer is missing too, and he has a conniption. He checks the receipts and can't find one. Remember, Kelly well, puts... Because Laura tells him, eh, somebody bought it. Yeah. And he's like, She does, but huh? he's like, wait. And he goes and starts flipping through the receipts that are out. I know. And then he goes, you know, there's no receipt. And remember, Kelly has not bought it yet. She's right, gonna she's do it going to. And then she had it put... Cause she, because she had it put away. Yeah. She wanted... Yeah, she she wanted it set aside so no one else could buy it because she had plans to buy it. Right. Mr. Moody. real money. Yeah. Mr. Moody immediately accuses Laura because she's homeless, of stealing the jacket, picks up the phone, calls security. Laura freaks out because she's being... She's like, what the heck? Yeah, she's being falsely accused, but she knows she doesn't have a leg to stand on. Mm -hmm. Probably she feels that way because of her situation. Right, and and she's also hot off, like, 
I mean, what a switch. Right. You know, she's had such a great time. She's probably, I mean, who knows what her, what she was like before, but yeah. like, you know, she's gotten recognition from all these yeah, she's people. she's got friends. And, yeah, she has a know, good group of friends. She's going to be Zach's girlfriend for like 15. For 15 minutes. For 15 minutes. And then she'll realize her mistake. Oh, or then, or <laughs> until a new episode comes exactly. out. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, and, and then, and it's met with this distrust. Right. And it's terrible. Yeah. So she runs She runs off. away. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Zach and Kelly soon arrive. Moody informs them of his crack detective work, which led him to his <laughs> his brilliant conclusion. Terrible. Kelly informs Moody that she put the code away to pay for it. Zach runs off to find Laura. Mr. Moody hangs up the phone and looks like a total fool. And he and he does look like okay, I messed up. Oh no, he does. Yeah, he, which is good because he, he he's not shown any kind of remorse. Not well, not fully. During the play, he seemed a little. Like his heart was a little moved. Yeah, but then but the, it show, obviously it hadn't stuck yeah, yet. No, and then the blazer, of course. Yeah, um, it ignited him. The gang, of course, goes on a search for Laura. Zach is distraught with his brick cell phone in hand. <laughs> he's making calls to his friends, which don't have brick cell phones, but are somehow he's able to talk to them. Somehow he's able to connect oh my with God. them. God, I didn't so even that, think yeah, about that. Ultimately, they decide to split up and look for her around town. Mrs. Morris, surprisingly optimistic. This was weird. <laughs> Uh, they're at a tree farm. Yes. Why? I guess I think just maybe their search oh. landed them at a Christmas tree farm. And Mrs. Morris uh, suggests shopping for a Christmas tree. So let me get this straight. You just met this right, right now. Yeah, you just met this family, homeless. You really connect with them. Your son likes the girl. Yeah. You know, you're very. You ob- just did a play together. Obviously, Mrs. Morris is very attuned to to Zach's feelings and the things that he thinks about. That's very obviously Zach is well attended to. Well, but, yeah, because but, he's spoiled. Right, but, but, but the bottom line is for her to go, you know what, Zach? Let's get a Christmas tree. And he's like, we're looking for Laura. She could have ran off and found what herself. If she says something, though, that's yeah. like, I remember being like, how nice for you that you can just not yeah. worry about this young woman. Yeah, she's like, oh, we'll, we'll, that is distraught. We'll go back out tomorrow. It just was weird. It's, it, it was, was weird <laughs> and ve- it was it was a it was a I feel like it was a out of character callous yeah. moment. It it was out of character. It should It was out of character in. for Zach's mom that because should, Yeah, that shouldn't have went in. They should have just went to the next thing. Because Zach's mom has already had a moment. It was when they were in their home where she kind of had to sit with herself and realize I'm in a position that I never have to worry. And I'm right. And I'm just now, cause she says something to the dad and she's just now well, she realizing. Asked, yeah. It. And she asked if they had a place to stay and stuff. It just was weird. It was. It, yeah. So my thing is you can't let her have that moment and then, and then have, take her all the way back to, right, I don't so, care about anybody. Hey, but you myself. know what? Yeah. Let, hey, Zach, let's get a Christmas tree while we're at it. You know? I know. Yeah. It was, it was off. It, yeah. It was off. As it just so happens at the Christmas tree farm where they are, we see a parked car. An employee at the tree farm asks the occupants to oh, leave. Oh, so now I know why. It was a plot device. <laughs> That's she, why they did this. They could have just been looking in the tree farm. I know. They, that dialogue was a mistake. No. Larkin, wait. <laughs> Screw you, Laura. So, as just so happens, as I said, there's a car parked. Uh, an employee from the tree farm asks the occupants. You can't see them from, right. from, the, way, from the way the camera is set up, you know, the, way, know. the way they're shooting it. Uh, I think we can pretty much assume by this yeah. point. Who's in there, but he asks the occupants to leave. We see that it's the Bentons. Frank gets out. Zach sees them, runs over. Laura's in the car. She gets out and's like, you know, Zach, it wasn't me. Zach explains the whole situation to the Bentons. Right. And is shocked to find that they're living in their car. Yeah. And all is made well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they're invited to spend Christmas 
at the Morse home. The Christmas spirit is back up to 11. Yes, right? yes. And all the gangs there. Yeah. It's not just the Morrises and the Bentons. The gang parties it up at Zach's house. The doorbell rings. And who is it? It is Mr. Moody. Right. It's Kelly. With a Christmas turkey. Yeah. I'm just kidding. It might as well be, right, though. That's, right. that's essentially it, the idea. It, it's Kelly, and then it's Mr. Moody. Yep. Who comes in afterward. Who has a Scrooge moment. Yes. It, I mean, 100% this, this is supposed to be a Scrooge story. He gives Laura the box that's wrapped we yeah. know what it is we know what it is the blazer and he apologizes and then he gets out of there kind of quick you can tell he's kind of like uncomfortable this is he's awkward like, yeah, yeah it's awkward it's obviously new to him to be selfless you know Mr. he's no michael kane yeah laura presents frank his jacket and even better news the morrises zach and melanie you know, Mama. Oh, that's Mor- right. I forgot her name. Yeah, Mama Morris. Yes. <laughs> informed the Bentons that after speaking with Mister Morris, wherever the heck Wait, he who is, who is freaking MIA. Yeah, on the phone somewhere, talking business. Who knows that they can live with them until Frank finds a job. The Bentons accept, and Frank then goes to the Morris piano, which who knows if that's ever played. Yeah, no, you it's know, not. I can tell you, it's not. Probably played for the first time ever, and plays Silent Night. It's a very sweet moment. Yeah, actually. I mean, it's, really it's, nice. it, it's sweet. It's nice. Everyone sings. We get we get shots of the whole cast singing. It is really nice. You know, it's 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 it ends on a very good note. But you know what's sweetest? Yeah. About this, go for it. Is the lovely wreath graphic that that, that it ends? Yes, with. it ends on a freeze frame. <laughs> and I think I took a picture of it. And then no, I took a video of it. A pink and like yeah, it's, pastelish. It's not even red and green. Yeah, it's, it's not even like your green rich. and pink. Yeah. A wreath goes around the freeze frame. With the music. Classic. It's sweet and meaningful. Saved by the bell. Yes. Christmas And like moment. we've said from the beginning of covering these episodes, there are things that are just baked into the cake of Saved by the and Bell. It's all that. And you have to just... I mean, I don't want to say you have to be okay with it, but you have to understand that this is the 90s. Yeah. It's going to be corny. There's going to be some things that are cringy. Mm-hmm. And that's that. But this was a good one. These are these so, are fun episodes, and I like that they end happy. And yeah, couple, I mean they always end happy, yeah, pretty a, much. But a couple things in retrospect, I was very surprised. No, Mister Belding. You know, it was interesting. That's right. You kept wondering because you couldn't. Yeah. quite remember if he showed up or not, and he didn't. And yeah, not that there was necessarily a reason for that. I just thought we'd at least maybe. He seen, just always does. Though. You know, it had been a while since I'd seen these, and yeah. I thought maybe we'll see him in the mall or something with Miss Belding. You know, and you know they have a baby. Yeah, I or, or well, of course that was born in the Toryverse, so who knows? The to- <laughs> I'm just letting you know the Toryverse. Yeah, but you know we didn't see Mr. Belding, and also I think the most underutilized character was Jesse. She was just kind of there. Yeah, they really they didn't. Uh, she this was not her episode. This no, wasn't, it wasn't about her. But Slater seemed to kind of have much more of a a presence. Yeah. Than uh, than Jesse, she just seemed like she was just kind of there on that one, and you have some of those, but yeah, and not yeah, not everybody's shining brightly. No. Um, Zach always is. No, it, but, it's well. I mean, we're it, it, we're seeing it through his. Yeah, he's we're, we're he's the central protagonist. Yeah, we're seeing usually. it through his perspective. Right, it's through Zach's perspective. But yeah, I just I, I just wanted to make that comment. Uh, Jesse was kind of yeah. I don't she didn't say, have too much screen time. Yeah, she was just kind of there, and then of course the the funny moments at the Santa you know photo station. Yeah, but other than that, she was just kind of like hi. I'm she was guessing. a little peripheral. Yeah. But yeah, that's pretty much it, guys. Uh, it all wraps up uh, with a nice neon pink bow. <laughs> exactly. As all say by the bell, 
Christmases do. They do. Yeah, so it's we a enjoyed fun it. One. We enjoyed it. Yeah. If you want to watch the episode, um, I believe it's on Amazon Prime. If yeah. you want to purchase it, but um, yeah. or I think you have to. I think you have to purchase it to watch it. But all of the all of Saved by the Bell is on Amazon Prime. If you are yeah. jonesing for, you know, yeah, you should a watch yeah, I mean, party. I, I personally, um, years ago, before I even met Brooke, before she was. <laughs> Before Brooke was a twinkle in my eye, uh, I had the DVDs. Yes, bless you for that. I was that crazy about the uh, show. Yes. So I think true 90s kids, you got to have your say by the bell. Yeah, you got to have is, it. It was just a huge part of my childhood. So the thing is, though, another thing, last thing I want to mention, <laughs> we never ever see Frank or Laura ever again. Nope, so that's they're, it. they're essentially sequestered to these two. It's like, it's almost like it never happened. Yeah, it's like, I mean, you can assume, okay, well, maybe Frank got a job and then they moved on, but, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. But, but, I mean, like, they were, like, living with yeah, Zach and Melanie. I mean, you'd which, think that'd be kind of a major plot point. Yeah, and a problem, right? Right. Because Laura's in the house. And, and Zach, Zach is, is in Zach. the house, right? The most Zach gets from Laura is a kiss on the cheek, so they don't share, like, a, you know, like a romantic kiss, like right. Zach and Kelly we have shared. Have yeah, right. <laughs> Zach has had that with Jesse. It was very Tori, pleasantly. Yeah. Lisa, Kelly, every one of them. It was pleasantly innocent. And yeah, so I it, think. And I think that that was good. I think that it had to be because of the subject matter. Because yeah. if, if we had let them actually develop a true romantic moment, it would take away from the family element that really yeah. actually was the focus. And the fact that the Morrises were doing this out of the goodness of their hearts, not because Zach likes this girl. So Yeah, it I was an opportunity was for us to see Zach reach somewhat, I don't want to say, certainly not his full potential, but we saw him much more selfless than we usually see yeah, him. Yeah, it, it was Which was good. so nice and refreshing because Lord knows it's right back to the old Zach. Yeah, like I said, it, it just, it, it comes and goes. Yeah. It's there, and then it's gone. Zach, may you tap into that But when it's there, yeah. When it's there, boom, it's powerful. So Right. Well, let's wrap this thing up. Mm-hmm. As I always say, there's no other really way of saying you're going to wrap, wrap the show up other than let's wrap this thing up. <laughs> well, let's end the show. <laughs> let's end this no, now. We hate doing that. Um, Just kidding. Well, we want to say that if you've been with us for this time, right? we thank you. You're wonderful. We appreciate and love our viewers and our listeners. <laughs> however you want to call it viewers listeners yes. same deal whatever you see us on Instagram. your time is valuable your time is precious if you choose to share any of it with us we just want you to know we don't take that lightly no here, it's here, really you know. it really means a ton and we are just you know always happy and excited when any of you come into the tape store you're like our family from afar yes exa- exactly give us a shout out where can they find us on social media already um if you are active on instagram which we are very active on instagram yeah, that's where that's the best place to yeah get that's us. that's kind of where we hang out um we're uh at the tape store and uh we're also on tiktok by the same name the tape store uh if you want to tweet us we're the tape store pod and if you'd like to shoot us an email, you are welcome to, or the tape store podcast at gmail.com. Uh, also, I want to remind you guys that we do have Are You Afraid of the Dark pins in our Etsy shop. It is yeah. the holidays. Etsy. I know lots the- of people are looking for stocking stuffers, and these enamel pins of the Midnight Society can make a perfect stocking stuffer. Yes, for your fellow, for either yourself or your fellow Are You Afraid of the Dark fan yes. in your life, which everyone should have that person. <laughs> you should be that person. All right. Guys, it's been great. We've enjoyed it. We hope you have also enjoyed the wild ride that is Saved by the Bell. Yes. Home for Christmas, parts one and two. We will be back next week for more holiday Mm -hmm. 80s and 90s nostalgia at the Tape Store Podcast. Until then, 
Stay warm. Stay safe. This is Toby. And this is Brooke. Happy holidays, guys. Happy holidays.